Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow-Up Friday. Uh, it is August 10th. We're glad to have you here. I feel like we're back, Ez. We're back. We are back. We actually, uh, it feels like normal. I think mm-hmm. we're like more prepared. We're at least not sitting on the floor anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're... Yeah, uh, as uh, Sir Ezra moved out of his... Out of his place, I, we both kind of moved, um, and I feel like things would be normal for a couple weeks here. Yeah, and, and, and if anything, we've got the audio set back up, we've got the dock running, um, yeah, some good stuff. So we're, we're kind of back to normal, and I actually think we'll continue, I think when you move out, it'll be, it'll be fine, yeah. It'll be fine, too, because we're kind of figuring out that uh, right now, yeah. so. Um, all right, what, what do we got this week, though? Um, we're going to go ahead and start off with trivia. I forgot it last week. <laughs> I uh, actually forgot it. I actually, I forgot. I, I remember too because we were sitting there and we were like, like "Oh, like, maybe." And oh, so yeah, we'll bury I it actually, somewhere. I believe I texted Sir Ezra and I said, "You should actually do a trivia question for Monday." Yeah, for Monday's show because we joked about it and just at oh. the beginning. But your computer was like, Dude, "You had to like dig it out." Can we tell? Can I also just mention too the debacle? I, I didn't even get yeah. just to tell you because you've been gone. But uh, the debacle of trying to upload this was insane okay i i had well i had so many different things right like so we didn't have an sd card last week we normally record into like a little it's a zoom uh h6 for anybody who knows what that is it's like a little recorder um sometimes we record right into the computer but last week we recorded into it and then um the computer wasn't up so i put it on my computer and then uploaded it to a Google Drive because the file's yeah, so yeah, big. Yeah. So you had to pull it off Google Drive and yeah, you're on slower internet right now. And well like, and like my Mac Mini wouldn't let me download it for some reason. Uh, I had to update it. It was just a it was a joke. I couldn't believe it. So a little bit uh, is what it is. But we're back so we're feeling good and uh, we got a lot of Ravens this week. We've got mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff. It's a lot of big ones. Um I think before we do that though you said you wanted to make sure we yeah, don't trivia. forget to the Yeah trivia. we're starting off with this week. <laughs> or should we wait? I don't know. I'm afraid we'll forget again. We'll forget. So, So, um, what is the sigil of House Martell? Pretty straightforward. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Real simple this week. What is the sigil of House Martell? Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's um, yeah. yeah, That's send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. Let us know what the answer is, Mm -hmm. and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, the uh, leaderboard is getting up to up, it will should be updated actually mm-hmm. now by the time you're listening to this. Yep. And uh, we, we got are, a new, we got a few new patrons. We I'll get, I'll get their sigils going. Yeah, exactly. So hit Sir Matt up on Facebook if you're a new patron. Um, and and a huge thank you to everybody who is a new uh, listener because we've honestly had a lot of we people have. like a lot of new, the a lot of new, pages. a lot yeah. of new people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's honestly great. So um, if you're new and you've been listening for a while and you haven't hit us up on Facebook, please do. You know we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and uh, with that, speaking of Facebook, the group is live. It is live. I think there's three members, and it's us. It's us. It's us. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm unfamiliar with kind of Facebook groups, so this is going to be trial and error. Uh, it's like a closed group. It's not secret. You have to request, I believe, and then we accept yeah. you is yeah. how it works. You just uh, All you have to do is click join group, and then uh, we get a little notification that says, uh, yeah, I put like one question in there to make sure you're not a bot or a computer right. or something like that. And, uh, you know, just tell us who your favorite, um, you know, Characters. character is from A Song of Ice and Fire, and you're in, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, do, we have, do we have to approve them? Yeah, it, it'll come through, and we just have to, yeah, it might gotcha. take, like, I mean, we'll we've see reached out. I, I've, I know I've reached out to a couple of people who have shown interest in being moderators. We've talked about that. Anybody else that would like to, just reach out to us. I think we're going to do just kind of... Uh, 
pretty straightforward, simple rules. You know, let's just yeah. just keep it about the show or the book. Right. Um, you know, please, yeah, get, please nothing, you know, political or discouraging or that's yeah, keep cause it positive. A, yeah, it's positive. You know, if I mean, here's the thing. We don't want to have to, you know, challenge you to, you know, combat, trial by combat. combat. Yeah, just, I don't know. You yeah, know, we that. will, though. I will. Yeah. <laughs> trial by trivia, trial by combat. It'll but happen. It'll happen. You know. Uh, but no, that's what uh, the moderators will be there for. And uh, so, yeah, just add it. It's, it's for fun. You know, um, we wish you good fortune in the, in the discussions to come. Yep. And uh, share your theories, no matter how crazy they are. Yes. Got one this week and somebody was like, if this is bad, just ignore it. Nope. Nope. Sorry. We said a couple of weeks ago there. We all all ravens are, are welcome. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, there's just not crows. Right, exactly. Yeah, leave the crows at home. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. So so join that, and uh, we actually had a, a comment. I think you're gonna read a couple of comments here. Someone didn't know we had a Facebook page. So yeah. Um. Let's see here. Yeah. Uh, this is from Caleb Rifle. Looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone has correctly guessed when you all stop the podcast in the middle of the show and edit it because I don't listen to them in order. But it was when he's guessing it was when someone almost spoiled a theory in the episode um, about the Night's Watch belonging to the Night King. Uh, it wasn't about a specific topic with theory, but you were going to drop it in June. Uh, by the way, I didn't know you have a Facebook sh- a page, and I love the show. Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is not correct. That is not the correct place. But that is a very That's good the best guess. guess we've had. That is that is the best guess. Well, somebody guessed. I believe Lady Kelsey guessed when the power went out. Oh, that was a good one too. That yeah. was good. And this is for this is just for a we don't even know what we'll give you. It's just something huge. We had joked oh, a couple episodes back about we do this in all in one take. Yeah. And you've only ever had to stop the podcast one time. <laughs> and if you can find it, because I believe the editing is so good. It isn't a follow up Friday. Um, if you can find it, we will send you something crazy. Yeah, even if you give us like a range, if because it, it might maybe you don't know exactly, but if you if you listen, you give us a range. Like it's this episode from this time to that time. Yeah, okay, that's that's that that's actually good. would be pretty solid if you can yeah. figure that out. Uh, but uh, Sir Matt, like I said before, he's going to send you the the Blu-ray edition. Yeah, you know, I guess of, uh, pulling uh, it out of the Iron Bank account from our Patreon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My own so, pocket. We'll send account. you something pretty cool though, um, no. if you can find that, and uh, just. Um, in review, we had that our Dragon Egg contest winner, so we're actually mm-hmm. getting that in the mail this weekend as well. Yep. Um, so we're sending out uh, a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms and Signed. a Funko Pump. Yeah. Not by Gur, unfortunately. unfortunately. By, by us. So. Yeah. Don't so. think you can sell it for much on eBay. Yeah. It actually probably well. decreases in value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably does. So, um, all right, here we got we got another uh, kind of comment here. Um, it's from James Hunter. Hey guys, love the show. It just so happens the day I was looking for a Game of Thrones podcast, you guys were just changing your format to a Game of Thrones only podcast. Worked out perfectly. Although I do struggle with some of the pre-show era stuff, I'm about to start book three. I basically have a little better than average knowledge, but you guys will get me there. Yes, we will. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I think we've realized is a lot of people are really loving the, when we talk about Dunkin' Egg series and when we talk about... World of Ice and Fire, because a lot of people have either just read the books, and I would argue a large portion of our demographic are people who have, and we say this a lot, have just watched the show, and now the lull, like, yeah, I want to dive into the books. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, we try to, not only will we summarize the chapter, but we'll give you highlights from it, so you can learn just by doing that. If you don't have mm-hmm. time to listen and read the book, I mean, gosh dang it, that's what that's what this is for, you yep. know? So, just so. to try to broaden the knowledge. Uh, he said also, uh, P.S., so I started the Dunkin' Egg audiobook tonight, and about an hour in, I hear him say, Dunk the Lunk, thick as a castle wall. <laughs> he said his head pops up, and he's like, oh my God, here, yeah. like, here we go, yeah. yeah. Uh, just couldn't believe it. Uh, P.S., it's great so far. Yeah, we've actually, we've been 
preaching a lot about it, and we'll talk a little bit more about it for the next couple weeks. Yes, we will. Um, because we're into Makar and uh, Egg on the 5th yep, yep. in uh, World of Ice and Fire. So there's a lot to talk about with those guys. and the. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally what, what what we're in right now, these next couple weeks. Is for World all... of Ice and Fire, it's it's Makar's chapter is like five. It's like, yeah. it's like five minutes in the audio book. Right. But... It's well, all gosh, filled in. With just just listen to Duncan Egg is really yeah. where you'll get it. You get it all. I yeah. think it's why he left it. You know, vague right. like that. So, yeah. and we'll get more when Fire and Blood Part Two, I guess, comes out. Uh, gosh, know, I can't 30, wait for in that. Thirty years. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the actual Raven Ravens here. So, uh, Sir Ezra, you want to do this one? Uh, yeah. So, um, let's see. Who is this from? This is, I believe, this? Irene. Uh, Irene uh, from the Kingdom of Montana. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, Treasure Irene. State, the Big Sky Country, yeah. land of the Shining Mountains. <laughs> All right. So, Purple Mountains, Majesty. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Irene. Um, good evening, my lords, Matt and Ezra. Um, in my last Raven, I mentioned a bookstore located um, in Montana. I know both of you are moving, um, uh, but don't head out west just yet. Sadly, um, sadly, this business was forced to close in 2016 due uh, to online shopping. Dag on it. So yeah, she mentioned that that bookstore, right? And that was out there. And we were kind of like, uh, let's, because we were talking about our road trip, mm-hmm. you know, possibly road tripping it out there. Um, which we, we we may still do. I may be uh, doing a. We could do the podcast on the go. I'm just thinking. You know, <laughs> while we're yeah, because she out, she had just shared her story. I believe. yeah, her story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you still want to move out here for uh, for the beautiful scenery, I believe you would just uh, you you would adapt well to our weather. Ohio's climate doesn't sound too different from my native kingdom. I must warn you that winters oh, have absolutely. been known to reach the negative 40s and worse. I well, I believe that. Uh, this state has a few nicknames, and I believe um, where car batteries go to die could reasonably be added. It's true. You know, Montana. I will say real, real quick. Yeah, Montana is truly one of the most beautiful states uh, in in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but man, it is. It's kind of like if you live in Nebraska or some of those plain states, right? Where uh, not a lot there. Yeah, well, it's just long. But stretches. that's kind of the thing. It's that's kind of open the thing. country. Although Montana, however, you have mountains and yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, state parks and stuff. Real yeah, cool. Or, uh, yeah, in the way. national parks. Um, okay, I have two theories for you guys. Um, they're not mine, as far as I know. Um, we haven't covered these yet. Uh, they belong to a, a Game of Thrones YouTuber. His channel is called Smokescreen, and I actually have uh, heard of uh, Smokescreen before. Yeah, I have. Um, I think he's kind of a newer. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Smaller, maybe. But decent has has a decent amount right, for of sure, Game yeah. of Thrones theories, yeah. though. Um, so anyway, so let's let's dive into these. Uh, we have all wondered which characters will be alive at the end. This YouTuber believes it could depend on whether or not magic survives oh. in a Song of Ice and Fire. The White Walkers were created using magic. Bran uses it con- to connect um, with times and places in the past. Danny has dragon dreams. Uh, some Starks have wolf dreams. The dragon glass candle is burning in Old Town. All good points. Yeah, those are indicators of magic. Uh, we all know the Red Priest and the priestesses uh, who practice, uh, or that they do pl- practice, uh, blood magic. The history of this world seems to indicate the influence of magic, um, or that the influence of magic has waxed and waned over the centuries. So, yeah. I mean, that's. I've always thought that was an interesting part to, to this series is that the ancient histories kind of talk about great magic, and then at the start of it, it's it's laughable, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the that's one of the characteristics characteristics of like an epic fantasy, right? You know that that magic has kind of gone away and it's going to come back. Yeah, uh, and we're going to get to kind of witness that. Although he's been very subtle in, in bringing it back. Um, 
Okay, so right now magic is back on the rise as dragons have reappeared in the land. Uh, the YouTuber goes on to speculate uh, the characters that have heavy involvement with magic, such as Bran, Danny, Arya, Melisandre, uh, Jack and Hagar, the Mountain, and others are more likely to die. The total loss of magic in this world may be the only way to defeat the Night King and his army. Um, and those characters like Sansa, the Hound, Davos, Jaime, Tyrion, and Sam, etc., may be the ones who survive to rebuild once the Great War is over. So that's mm -hmm. the first theory. So, Sir Matt, thoughts on, on that idea, that uh, it's going to take the ending of magic to destroy... Well, I feel like right now it's like magic is back. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the candle's burning again and dragons have come back. Right. So there was so a, on the rise, there was a period says, yeah. at least where magic was for the most part gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Danny does talk about um Danny does kind of talk about breaking the wheel. Maybe it's maybe it's not just the idea of magic, but maybe magic is more so controlled by the gods. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is not that the that you need to get rid of magic completely, but maybe you need to get rid of the gods completely. And through that, then magic would also be gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, because it seems like we're all, we're at least in the show um, and possibly the book. I mean, um, whether it is Jon Snow is a Zora high, which we don't know is the case in the show, but that's at least what it looks like we're gearing towards. Yeah. And in the book, we, st the Azor high we know is going to probably come and it is probably going to be against the white walkers. Yeah, so it's kind of wide open in the it book. Is, it is. Yeah. It is kind of wide open, but I, if I still yeah. had to guess, I think yeah. that's the general idea. Um, so I would argue that it's going to come down to the final two gods. I guess you have, or maybe the bigger gods were Lore and mm -hmm. the Great Other. Yeah, and they just maybe they're maybe what Azor High is isn't necessarily oh like he's this champion. Maybe it is actually like a manifestation mm -hmm. of the God. Like maybe it's almost like. John, let's just use Jon Snow as an example, is light, is Azor High has Lightbringer, and it's actually like R'hllor himself puts himself into that person. Okay. And then the Great Other chooses the Night King. Let's say the Great Other could actually choose someone else. I think that's a cool idea. Maybe the Great Other could choose a faceless man. Or, okay. the great, or you know, and he's kind of looking for an aspect. It kind of reminds, I'm just thinking about it, it kind of reminds me of Sauron a little bit. Right, okay. like you have the Nazgul's and all these things, which are kind of controlled yep. ultimately through, and but I mean, let's just say that the Great Other kind of possesses this the Night King, yeah, and so then it is actually like these two gods are battling it out, yeah, and gotcha. then like when maybe when they maybe when they kill each other they both die, and that's kind of so it's like the gods die and then that gets rid of magic. That's the end of magic. Yeah, you know the other issue, not issue. Um, this is neat. This is a neat thought, but. To kill these characters with magic, you yeah. know, uh, Danny and so on, it, is that going to come from a great battle of magic? Right. And then once that's done, the dust settles, and the, those who are left were those who didn't have magic, and we're back to the politicking and you know um, Game of Thrones s situation. Right. I could see that happening. I right. mean, I, I could see that magic is on the rise. Right. It's back. It's sort of um, these powers are are you know working again in the world. And they're building towards this big, the last battle type right. of situation, and then that kind of, you know, after that, after that hits, yeah. ba boom, we're back. So that's that's again like a, a yeah. cyclical kind of wheel situation. Well, he, well here's where, an idea. Here's here's a thought, and this is a question I, I got to raise: Are dragons actually magical creatures, mm. or are they? Are these are Daenerys's? Let's say new ones, where at least it seems raised through magic. 
because it seems like the other dragons weren't necessarily raised through magic. They mm-hmm. just they were just seemed kind of more natural that these people just happen to be. Oh, I can claim a dragon. Yeah, you know that's there's there's your plug for Lord Adam Parker's. Um, he you know, sent guys. Theory. By the way, he sent us this enormous yeah uh, thing, and it's all about like the his actual like our world historical context of dragons and right all this stuff. And some of it's uh, I mean it's all really interesting, but some of it I had been kind of reading on lately. And there's like a difference between when you see a dragon, um, a dragon that has four legs, and a yeah. dragon that stands on two is not actually considered a dragon. It's like something else. Um, interesting interesting yeah, yeah. so well i am just thinking too you you'd want to make the cuz you asked a question are are the dragons magical like do, like is there something about them that i think they they do kind of symbolically at least represent magic right now it, right like but you're asking the question so like know, was balerion there you go a magical creature or was right. he just a it's like cuz if dragons exist i mean the dragons that existed in the past in our world which totally did i'm i'm saying i'm calling it actually they they actually actually existed there's no way we there's no way they didn't okay just look at dinosaurs okay yeah come on so let's just (laughs) let's just say yeah komodo dragons yeah exist so we have real dragons are those magic are those magical creatures i don't know but um okay so but i would say like the dire wolves, at least. That's what I was about to say. The dire wolves. Dire, those yeah. seem like those are somewhat have more of a magical. Yeah. Okay. So, but my thinking is, um, hmm, because if you go back to Valeria and and you know how the dragons came to be, there is sort of a their origin story is not magical, but it's it, it's it's kind of an unknown, right? right. It's it's a it could mystical. just be that they existed. Yeah, it's just it's just mystical. So I, like even some animals, I would argue. So the, to get outside of Game of Thrones, um, okay. World of Ice, Song of Ice and Fire, I think actually, and this is this idea of magical creature, and I know I feel like we're getting a little bit away from it. What she what she was kind of saying. Well, we're talking about magic and dragons. Right. So we're, yeah, I would even almost argue. Look at other series, like say Harry Potter, for mm-hmm. example. So the idea of magical creatures. Well, like, would you consider unicorns in the Harry Potter universe magical? Do we know that they do? Like, I would feel like if you're just a creature, like mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of special Property. ability. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just a you're just a creature. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, are giraffes magical because they have ridiculously long necks? I get you. So, okay, back to okay. I got you. So, how about this? So, you have lions, right? right. And it's sort of like. You know, are they magical, right? Right. So they're just a creature. Right. So it's, you have to make the distinction between like, uh, is it a magical creature in a Song of Ice and Fire, or is it like is a know, like a is typical... a saber as a shadow cat? Yeah. No, I would say no. No, right. I would say the only ones, the only ones we know, and I don't even see that's the thing. I feel like Daenerys's might be because they were at least born through magic, but other people had tried things, right? Like we know Arian Brightflame or Brightfire yeah. tried to drink wildfire. Mm-hmm. This is in the histories. Yeah, to become a dragon didn't work out so well for him. No, we know that the tragedy at Summerhall is all kind of speculated, but at least the the general idea is that Egg Egg on the fifth tried to awake dragons using wildfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know it, because here here's another thing. It, it just goes back to like magic and sorcery and the powers that that these 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 uh, things that are going on in a Song of Ice and Fire have always been there. Right. You know the dragons have always been the direwolves have been there. Like when the Starks see one, it's like oh we haven't seen one in ages. You know um, you might not see a sorcerer or a priestess do these different things, but they've always been there. Just sort of like 
as as the candle, think of the glass candle. As it burns down, magic kind of extinguishes. And right. These things are they go away, and then now they're just kind of coming back. So I'd say they're all kind of because um, White Walker. Would you say oh, is a White Walker Walker a magical? Yeah, it's uh, creature because clearly they've been there. Yeah, because people have seen them, and the, they've seen them bef- with the candle burning or sure. not. The the lines are really dragons. However, have been gone. Yeah, uh-huh. but White Walkers we know have have been and Children of the Forest have right. So are are Children of the Forest magical beings? You know, what I mean, it's it's sort of like they're all gets kind of blended. It's a world of its own, right? And I, and so I think it's it's kind of hard. It's like that that magical those the old powers are are walking or are waking again. Right. You know, is is sort of the um, I think of it more as in terms of power, I guess, than magic. It's it's always kind of been there. I mean, even Cersei encounters prophecy. You know, yep. that in of itself is is magic. And we know uh, we know Blood Raven dabbled in sorcery, as did uh, Viserys. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's just King less. It's it's subtle, and it's just it's very much uh, kind of woven into um, everyday life. It's it's almost right. like things that that. Um, well, the faceless men. Yeah, I mean, and they've existed forever. It seems like so. Yeah, it's just I think the to- the, the the telling of the stories. What Gur sometimes try to do is is you know it's like it had been thousands of years ago, and these stories are so hyped. I don't know that uh, the long night. Uh, is going to be any different than the night that's going to come, you know, at the end of this series, right. you know, um, and so maybe they hyped it too much or it's, you know, things get larger with the telling type of, uh, you know, situation. So I don't know. But I think to defeat the Night King, though, I think um, it's going to take magic. It's yeah. going to take, you know, things like that. So well, Valyrian steel has spells woven into it. We know that. Yeah. So right, I would argue that, that is so any yeah. Valyrian steel technically you could almost argue is. Yeah. Is magic. Man, this is good. I I never I've never really thought about like magic. What is right. magic in you know? know? Well, what's disappointing is that uh, so last year there was the Book of Swords, which we yeah. got a novella. This year there is the Book of Magic, and Gur is actually contributing to it, but it is not a Game of Thrones. Yeah, or a song about you know song of ice and fire story. Right. Yeah. Gosh dang it! I know it's just it's different. You know, it's 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 a different way of of uh, yeah. I don't know different types of they're not. We don't really. It's not really in your face. It's real subtle, and so it's kind of hard to. Right. Uh, There's like the blood magic that the, it out. Uh, the mag- magi does with Daenerys. Yeah, they're, and they're, Yeah, exactly. They're they're always doing blood sacrifices and things like that. So, you know, um, anywho, I don't know. So it's it's a good. It's a got us in a, in a good discussion there. Um, all right, Irene, let's jump back into yeah, your, this one. your second theory. The second theory regards the Night King and Jon Snow. Since we encountered the Night King, the big question is, what does he want? So this is show i'm mm-hmm. guessing yeah um it can't just be killed um and destruction for the sake of killing and destruction Gur is a much better writer than that and i find it unbelievable that he would leave us in the dark where this is concerned for me the absolute worst ending of game of thrones would be one in which this question is never answered right so the idea uh there is that you know the night king is not just someone who this is a show by the way yeah right it is is just going to their only purpose is to lay waste, and mm-hmm. they're just a, the the evil ultimate baddie, and that's it. Uh, he's more than that. He has more layers right. than that, and so we just don't know. We don't right. And so the theory goes on to give a couple. There's a couple of different possible, yeah, you know, yeah. s- uh, scenarios. So over the years, people have been coming up with many theories. Uh, maybe he wants a wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, possibly Danny or Cersei to naturally create children for himself and his people. Uh, maybe he wants his people to live in Westeros instead of beyond the wall. Um, this YouTuber goes on to, to point out 
um, the idea that perhaps what he really wants is to die and that Jon Snow must mm-hmm. be the one to kill him. Uh, we don't know it, you know, the exact number of years the Night King has been alive, um, but it has been a long, has been a long ass time. And who really wants to live like that? So, um, yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate thing about this whole Night King um, in the show, and as well as the books, is that we know the others and the White Walkers are there, but we still don't really have any purpose or knowledge. And I think that's actually that could be some that could be the one kind of. When you look back on the now, you know this next season could be amazing. We don't know, right? I mean, I think Gurr will spend a lot more time in the books explaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess through Bran. Bran will have to go back and, and see th- something. Okay, yeah. But um, the show they they spent so much time and every. If you go back and you find some of our older recordings on other projects where we talked Game of Thrones, you'll know that Sir Ezra and I for years have been saying this is. Uh, first of all, if I felt like it took forever, every se- like. Two or three seasons ago, I was like, all right, we need to get this whole Night King, mm-hmm. White Walker coming south of the wall thing happening. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen, didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like... Always been looming. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe the idea is that it's just this big kind of zombie monster that's going to come. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to I used to. And be, maybe the idea, though... Sorry, real quick. Good. Yeah. Maybe the idea isn't that actually... Maybe that's not the point. Maybe mm-hmm. the point of this is... There is just always this looming threat, and winter is coming. Mm-hmm. And it does actually go all the way back, full circle, to Ned Stark, where, um, you know, you go read, the, actually, the chapter, you know, we just did, where R is Arya's chapter, where he's talking, and he's like, look, I know all this political stuff's going on here in King's Landing, but what are our words? Yeah. Winter is coming. And it is. <laughs> and at the end of the day, yeah. none of this stuff matters. Yeah. And maybe that's the point. Maybe Maybe the point isn't... Maybe the point isn't to have this big epic showdown, and that's kind of the end of the series. The end of the series. Maybe it still happens, but the idea isn't so much good versus evil. No, it's too simple. I think the idea is, um, like all this political stuff is going on, but Mm -hmm. well, here let's let's tie it to our own lives, right? You know, we have our day in and day out. We go to our job. We we've got politics. You know, uh, presidential campaigns. All this kind of crazy stuff going on you know, uh, calamities and, and whatnot. And at the end of the day, you know, the great adventure is what's beyond all right. of this. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, don't forget that that's coming. Right. Live your life and never forget that, you know, right. death is, is there, you know? And so I don't know. It just, for, I was, as you were speaking and thinking, maybe that's yeah the whole idea. Um, so I still think, as you said, there's gonna be an epic showdown. Um, you but know, maybe that's face. not the point. Yeah, it might not be, you know, it, because you know how you've often said, like, when you're building a villain, you know what I mean? Like, there's a good yeah. way to do it and a bad way to do it. And you forget sometimes, though, like, the villains in this, though, have been Ramsey Bolton. You know, they've right. been Cersei Lannister, you know, for a time. And then Joffrey, they, 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 right. They, yeah, they come and go. And yet there's this all, always this looming, and in the books it's much more subtle. Right. You know, you don't know anything about the the others, really, other right. than the prologue. You know, and and just a couple of different, you know, brand going really, north. That's it. You don't really know much. Really, it's the prologue. That's it. I know. It's <laughs> really, really, it's really, it's really the prologue and and, and, the, and the subtle, the, and like the reminders, stories yeah, the stuff, stories yeah. and and um, the prophecies and things like that. But but other other than that, we really don't know. And so the enemy, you know, the villain has been these different characters, right? Um. So yeah, I think we're, you know, we'll see, we'll see. It's 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 very different. Um, right. Okay. Uh. Let's see. 
I'll read this. Where else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all roads in this world seem to lead back to Targaryens, and this is no different. Rhaegar was obsessed with prophecy. Perhaps the real reason he sought Lyanna out was a prophecy stating only a children of the bloodlines of ice and fire could defeat the enemy. I'm not saying that the two didn't love each other. Uh, later, it could have evolved into that. But if Rhaegar was able to convince her that the threat and solution was real, maybe she went with him because of it. The Starks are very honorable, and if Lyanna truly believed this was the right course of action, no one could have stopped her. Mm-hmm. That's okay. another good point. I mean, that's another thing we still, you know, we talk about every week and just trying to break into this. Why did Lyanna go with Rhaegar? Was she taken? Was she right. yeah. was it a love potion? Which we know exists. Yeah. Because um <laughs> Egg talks about that in the Hedge Knight. Or uh-huh. not the Hedge Knight, the uh Sworn Sword, Sworn. he mentions yeah. it. Yeah. He mentions that uh, his sister tried his to use sister. a love potion yeah. on him. Yeah, you know, and actually, um the line there, all roads seem to lead back to the Targaryens, they also all seem to lead back to Summerhall. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly why the ink is spilled in a world of ice and fire. Because Summerhall I just read it today. I just listened to what it says in A World of Ice and Fire. And it, it it's kind of this broken lingo where, you know, it says that uh, they gathered and then like um, in Summer Hall for a ceremony of some kind. And then it says, then there, then you see um, line, words like wildfire, flames, out of control, all would have died yet for a hedge, a hedge knife. knife. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> wait a second. They didn't die because of, yeah. you know, dunk. But then... They're there, though. The whole premise of Summerhall is that they're there because Rhaegar, Rhaegar is has born. Been born. Yes. And so you look at maybe what was happening there. If Rhaegar is told about what was, you know, trying to whatever right. was Rhaegar's going on there. also considered the last dragon. Yeah. I actually believe yeah. that a dragon was born there. Yeah, okay. Duncan Egg are, I mean, they're probably not alive now, but they yeah. survived. They survived it yeah. somehow and, you know, go off somewhere else. So so anyway yeah you know, yeah I get you but you know my my point though back to this you know with with Liana and stuff is that like Rhaegar definitely is on a mission he sets aside right. Elia Martell because she can't have that third child you know and so well Maester Aemon also talks about that too yeah 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 so he's obsessed with that um, which is you know again prophecies can be misinterpreted he could be doing all of this and you know it it could come to nothing you yep. know what I mean so um, okay what else we got here. Where are we at on this? Uh, uh, maybe the Night King sensed John's birth and knew that it was time to begin amassing his army. Uh, there are three ways to know, uh, uh, three ways we know of to kill White Walkers and their army: fire, Valyrian steel, and dragon glass. The Night King, in the show at least, was not harmed by dragon fire, which is odd. And although we haven't seen him fight someone with a Valyrian steel blade, it may not harm him either. And here's why. If you recall, a very interesting fact about the Night King is that he was created by pushing a piece of dragon glass into his chest, and it's still there. So if the Night King cannot be killed through regular means, how can it be done? What if the removal of dragon glass is the one and only way to accomplish it? Uh, and since John is a prophesied child of um, not one but two very magical bloodlines, is he the only one that can do it? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, because we do kind of. At least does he show, survive Dragonfire? I don't know. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that. I part. don't remember that either. I know there's like there's Dragonfire going on, but I don't know if he's actually ever like bathed in it. Yeah, you know, and, and the other piece too. Um, we do see Valyrian steel used against not the Night King, but right. you know one of the, the other White Walkers, and it yeah. cuts him in ha- it kills one. Yeah, yeah. So so there's that. So. You know, the original, like if the if the the OG here, if if the Night King is the one who 
the dragon glass was pressed into, if that's the same person, right. which the show makes it out to be, then, wow, first of all, that person is super old. If yeah. that's going back to the, to the children. If that is still the same person. If that, if that is the same person. In the show, it could be. Yeah, in the show. I mean, that could be what they're going for. That'd right. be, that's crazy. Um, but I still uh, believe it's going to be the dagger that kills him. I think I, the more I think about it, the, that or Longclaw is actually Blackfire. There's somehow somehow Blackfire is something to do yeah. with it. But I do like the idea of the and remember they keep, they always mention that that dagger has a dragon glass hilt. Yeah, obsidian hilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In and the show, yeah. I don't believe it's ever really stated. Yeah. No. It and it looks kind of normal. So. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I don't really but know. Removing it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's an interesting thought though. You'd have to remove the dragon glass to, you know, it's because there's some magical property in that pressing right. it into, you know, uh, obviously they did spells in a ceremony and they've got a you know a design set up there. The children of the forest are doing something, right. you know, but uh, to think that they created, you know, the White Walkers is just crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, show's really got us, uh, you know. Um, all right, here we go. The obvious problem with this is in the show, the Night King and John have met twice and once for a very long period of time. So if all he wants to do, if this is all he wants, why not get John to kill him then? Perhaps it is because this is not something that he uh, that can be done just anywhere. Maybe a magical and mysterious location holds the key, a place that we've all heard about but never visited, an island where one important mm-hmm. treaty has taken place, uh, the Isle of Faces. Uh, this is the Isle of Faces and the person, Howlin' Reed, where a character we know may have be lurking. Howlin' Reed has been strangely absent, and we don't know why. Not only does he know the truth of John's parentage, but the uh, but the Lord of Greywater Watch should be should have gone in person to pledge his men to House Stark, but he sent his children. Why? If he is on the Isle, maybe it's to research or prepare for something, or possibly as unlikely as it may seem, maybe he's a, in a similar situation as Blood Raven and cannot leave, but is waiting. Hmm. I thought these were interesting, and I look forward to your thoughts. I know your setup isn't ideal right now, and this email is very long, so please don't feel... Uh, rushed that you need to address it right away. I know you'll get to eventually, and I can't wait. Mm. Irene from the Kingdom of Montana, land of shining mountains, treasure state, and big sky country. Wow. Lady Irene, we appreciate it. Yes. Um, I think, you know, uh, an interesting point with Hall and Reed is that... Uh, I don't think he's going to play up anything in the show. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe. In the books, absolutely. Absolutely, he is. I. Yeah, he's definitely not coming in next season. That's not going to be a thing, right? Uh, I mean, maybe because he was there, but they've already kind of told us as viewers yeah. that John is the son. Well, so I feel like he, like, and and we've already seen that Bran and Sam have figured it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what purpose Helen Reed would play. Right. Except for like in her Raven, though, she's saying that he is right. the, 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 the location where you could destroy the Night King. Right. You know, and that it'd be the Isle of Faces and... You know that he could have something to do with that. Maybe he's you right. know, privy to some information that would help destroy the Night King. Right. You know, it's kind of like uh, there always needs to be a Stark in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. These these magical ideas that if you leave that that spot, something bad could happen. You know, I don't right. know. Um, so there's there's something fishy going on with the uh, with the reeds. That's for sure. So, and Mira's just gosh, I love her so much. I know. And uh, She's great. And she could she could come back in the show because the way she kind of left Bran was so awkward, just where he's yeah. kind of like, "See ya." I know. Like I know. so, I feel like she could come back. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, let's see. Got another Raven? Uh, yeah, this is from Alexander Zoidberg. Yeah, I'm sure he gets this a lot, but obviously my thoughts immediately went to Futurama. <laughs> uh, I don't know how familiar you are, Sir uh, no, with Futurama. He's, a, he's this though. kind of uh, crab uh, uh, character. 
in uh, Futurama, and I'm sure most of the listeners that's what they're immediately thinking. So yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hopefully this Raven gets to you, and hopefully I'm doing it right. You did. You can send it to us on Facebook. You can send it to us through a Gmail at yep. btkcast at gmail dot com or uh, send us a uh, a call. I don't know our phone number off the top of my head, but it's six four four or something. Yeah, it's posted somewhere. Um, I just found you guys on Spotify. Um, cool. Good. Yeah, now that we're there. Uh, and have been going back through all the older BTK casts over the last week at work. Despite uh, being indoors, my job is physically exhausting, dusty, uh, and hot. And you guys have been getting me through some extremely hot days in another excruciating Arizona summer. Dude, it's hot right down there. Hey, I was in like, I was in Arizona where, yeah, this last yeah. week. And uh, so I flew through. I was flying out to Portland um, and uh, flew through Phoenix. Sir Ezra, and there was a dust storm. Yeah. You showed me that. I showed you, I showed you the pictures. It's crazy. My plane was delayed two hours. The I world didn't know, was I ending. Didn't, I didn't know what was going on until I um, until I got to Portland and saw it on the news. Yeah. And man, it was crazy. Yeah. Luckily, they had to cancel a lot of flights. People were not happy. They I mean, did not cancel you, mine. Would you rather like? I mean, I don't know. People are trapped in Phoenix. Feel sorry for them. Yeah. It does I suck, I went up. It was just real quick. Yeah. I went up to them because I went up to ask. Yeah. This is, I flew southwest. Yeah. And uh, I went up to the counter. I mean, people were, like, cussing at this girl. And, like, this is, like, ridiculous. Like, this is, like, like, like what are we supposed to do? And, she, like, I went up to her and I'm, like, I think my flight is actually coming in. And it was. Yeah. And she's, like, it is. And I was, like, let me just tell you. Yeah. I was, like, I feel really bad for you. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like, I'm sure you didn't wake up today and say, like, man, I really hope an and enormous dust storm comes and cancels all these flights. And everybody cusses me out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just just uh, just a little pet peeve I have. Just, we'll we'll get back to the Raven here Good. real quick, but I'm just talking about Arizona because that's where this guy's from. Yeah. Um, you know, like sometimes when you call in to like a service thing, like something's jacked up. Yeah. That person, that's it's all not we their, get. it's not their fault. Nope. You know what I mean? Like I felt I felt really bad for that. I felt really bad for that. Like, it's yeah. not her fault. Like it's not like she controls like what happens. So. Anyway. Ah. Does she have any influence? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anywho, sorry. Back, well, back, back to the Raven. Just yeah, um, it's hot in Arizona. It was like 110 when I was there. She. So that's what this guy's living in. Uh, very good stuff. And I'm finding you on Facebook, and I'm very pleased you spell it, sir. A sign of true fans. <laughs> Yeah, S-E-R. S-E-R. Yeah. I'll give you a little of how I got into the series. My last roommate. Uh, were big fans of the show and books and got me into it quickly and deeply, much like a uh, patron of the Pleasure Houses of Liss. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, side note, I've noticed that uh, Ezra- Did you pronounce that right? Ezra pronounces most of the free cities weird. Oh, apparently, you're the one who pronounces them weird. Did, did, so, you, did uh, you pronounce it? Is it Liss? I don't actually know. I think it is. I listened to the to uh, the audiobook. You know what though? I will say this. Roy Detrice, who does the yep. main audiobook, says it differently uh-huh. than the guys who do the World, World of Fire, Fire book. book. You're right. Yeah. And the show and the show pronounces it completely different than Roy Detrice, who does the audiobooks. Yeah, it's, he was like, doing he those back it, in the He was. Back in the early nineties. He so. called he's like Lord Varus as opposed to Varus and uh Patire well, Patire Baelish yeah. as opposed to have Peter. Have you ever heard um George himself talk about these characters? He does. Oh my gosh, it's completely different than it what is. than what we say. Right. Uh and that's always been like uh he, like Cersei cause, is cause Balon, Cersei. everyone calls it Balon Greyjoy. Yeah. He calls him Balon. 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? And he's and that's the go-to guy. I know. It's it's, it's cra- so it, weird. It's very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, just weird. But duly noted. But duly noted. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad it's Sir Ezra. That's the one that's jacking up, not me. <laughs> uh, anyway, after a second rewatch of the series, I decided to go balls deep and dive into the books. There we go. I love backstory and lore, especially in well-done fantasy, so this grabbed me right away. Another side note, the next fantasy novels I have on deck are Name of the Wind and the Drizzt series. Hmm. I'm familiar with both of those. Anyway, I powered through all of A Song of Ice and Fire, The World of Ice and Fire, Night of the Seven Kingdoms, YouTube's, Holy. The Free Folk Reddit. Uh, that's not the one I usually go to. That's a completely spoiler-free oh, okay. uh, Reddit. Nothing goes there. They have one rule. Nothing goes. It says, don't bend the knee. What? Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, And now your podcast, Into It. You brought up some really rad theories and tidbits in your analysis. Extremely thorough, but it is fun at the same time. It makes my job bearable. Also, thank you for not getting too into season eight. Extremely spoiler territory. Some people dig for that kind of stuff, and I appreciate that you don't go for the low-hanging fruit. On a side note, though, I do. uh, season eight theories are fun, (laughs) and I have a few half-baked ones. Here goes. If there is a confrontation at King's Landing with Cersei and uh, Jon Snow, uh, Daenerys, like I expect there will be, I thought of a cool way it could play out. In the throne room, tensions are high. Cersei orders the mountain to attack the good guys, and he quickly kills Brienne. Mm. This would trigger Jaime to kill Cersei, much like the way he did uh, with the Mad King. I like it slightly more than the fingers around the neck Fallon Carr detail. At the same time, the Hound has warmed up to Brienne now that they're on the same side, and he hates his brother. This would be a great opportunity for Clegane Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if this is how it played out, I think it would be before any sort of final confrontation with the Night King. But hey, the show has surprised us before. Like I said, kind of half-baked, and I'm not sure I buy into playing out like that. But it's fun. Keep up the good work, my dudes. I see that your podcast is, wait for it, growing strong. Um, and then he gives us a little story here. He was dating a girl at the time. Uh, he decided to binge watch all of the shows when we got to the Red Wedding episodes. Still sweet summer children at this point. <laughs> My roommates and their girlfriends were in the other room. They were waiting for us to get to the scene, and they erupted in laughter at our shocked reactions to the bloodbath. That's awesome. Uh, yes. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, for yeah, Lord for, Alex, thanks. Yeah, that is, yeah Alex, Alex Zoidberg. That is awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, that is actually kind of a good way for it to happen because we don't know i i definitely believe Clegane bowl is going to happen yeah yeah I, I do too yeah um how it happens right that's a that's a neat way for it to happen um and then you can kind of get a lot done because they're really we know these episodes are going to be longer but i believe there's six you really have to cram a lot of stuff in there because mm-hmm. the, this is this is kind of my prediction okay is i think episode one is mostly going to be set up okay um, I think it'll like end with Night King maybe destroys like I don't know White Harbor or something. You know what I mean? Like he he's gonna destroy some northern town. Gotcha. So that that doesn't end like yeah the battle right. Um, and then I think you have so I think episode six is gonna be like almost all epilogue stuff. Hmm. Wow. That's so I think okay. really you have four episodes to get everything done. Wait, how many episodes? So, six. oh, you mean four, and then five is the so you so you battle? have so you have one. So I already laid out one and six. So then you'd have two, three, four, five, which is four episodes of like the ba- two big battles. I think you're gonna have the Night King battle, okay, and battle of like King's Landing. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. 
I was thinking the in, in term kind of like uh, what Alex is saying here is that you would have, and this is all speculation, but um, all that would be kind of shirt up. Like there would be some kind of uh, there'd be still stuff going on at King's Landing, but like you'd have some major characters. Well, I don't mean taken it's out. only going to be that. I mean that's going to be like the main arc of that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Episode one. No, episode one I think is set up. Okay. So episode one is like. People are marching. Cersei's mm-hmm. making her plans. Yep. Golden Company's coming over, stuff like that. And then like big battle episode two. Let's say it's Night King something. You know what I mean? And okay. then it's like okay. Let, and then it's like okay. Now we're building for King's Landing battle. And then King's Landing battle kind of stuff is going to be I think two episodes. So that could be like four and five. Now is that when you say King's Landing battle, are you talking about the Night King coming down to King's Landing? I don't know. So, it, so you would then say that the after the Night King could, the Night King stuff could be done. It could be done first. Could be done in episode two. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's rad. That's rad. I right know. Uh, um, that's we need to do. We you and I need to do a special episode where we yeah we, we can do, never, we, we can do this next year yeah um where we just say here are all of the threads and like or maybe we should start doing that where we we just look at here's all of the threads mm-hmm. like how do we how could this but just this specific thread based on the show based well again kind of the books is i think holy well not the books no i know i'm saying we could i'm I'm saying the show but i think you can look at stuff in the books and see how they kind of blend that in because even some of the smaller threads like think about the varus kind of confrontation with melisandre right Mm -hmm. where she kind of tells him like oh i think she kind of tells him i know how you're gonna die Mm -hmm. like how how is that specific thing gonna gonna play in gonna play out yeah huh yeah we could do that for sure yeah yeah there'd be a lot of uh what's i do think we're gonna get a lot of flashback stuff sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think we'll see either the tourney at heron hall or we're gonna get some sort of rhaegar flashback yeah what's impressed me is that there's so much that the the show has gone so far beyond the books that even in that last you know melisandre versus varus i know there's right m- many but it's sort of like whoa as a book reader you're kind of like you, you literally just took us light years ahead i have yeah. no clue how how i mean i, I can see how right. you get there yeah but uh it's just and remember in and some of those characters in the show could be blends of other oh, yeah. characters threads and stuff yep. like that and uh yeah, so yeah, just 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 a lot to think. But there is, um, I will say real quick, um, as I'm kind of forgetting the point. I had a really good point in my head, and I'm doggone it. Gosh, letting it, Jamie, letting it slip <laughs> there. As That's I'm, right. as I'm, as I'm. You'll th- come back to it I real will. quick. I want to mention. So for Alex's, the the idea here, um, reactions. Like if you guys do have funny stories on on the red yes. wedding or or Hodor or things like that. Oh, I that's mean, what I was gonna say. You know, just Go ahead. I mean. Th- that kind of stuff kills me because yeah. one of my favorite things to do when we were doing YouTube pretty hard there for a while, uh, we were doing reaction videos and we were actually watching other reactions. They've got this this um, the Hodor scene oh, no. in, in, in the bar where everybody's like watching and people in the background are just crying. You know, it's just it's fantastic. Yeah. So go but look some, up. But there's definitely okay, I was gonna say there's some scenes that I've thought about that I think are too well crafted that there's that Gurr clearly had to write those. Okay. Like Hodor, there's no way I think HBO came up with that. I think I've said that before. Yeah, like that's Gur. Like that, the Gur is just too. He's like, there's no way like HBO thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's clearly a Gur thing. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I also think maybe the way Tommen dies, blowing up the Sept of Baelor. I think there's hints that that could happen. Yeah, um, but again, I think that 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 was a Gur. This is how it's happening. Mm-hmm. That's just too big. Like. To make up that, I know, but now like Kevin Lannister is dead. 
Yep. So he would not be there in right. the thing. So he it could be somebody else. Right. So the way in which they did that, they still killed the character who who dies in the books, but right. they do it in a different way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they lump more people into these right. massive. Like John Connington scenes. is not a character in the show, and right. he and John Connington's really like one who kind of gets grayscale, and then they kind of yep. Jorah Mormon. Jorah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, um, awesome. All right, let's move on here to another Raven here. This, uh, is this Ryan Brady. Yeah, Ryan Brady. Uh, seven. He's hit us up a couple times before. Um, this one's kind of quick. Um, I'll just summarize here. Can you see Gur setting up a relation between the Hound and Sansa? If this sounds crazy, please ignore. Nope. All ravens are safe here. Yeah. Um, yes, actually, I, I kind of went back and forth on him. I think he not in the not in the show, but okay. in the books, I could see it because the hound does kind of have a somewhat of a special relationship with with Sansa. With, with Sansa, and the hound in the books almost also, I don't know if he is, but he seems a little bit younger. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd have to do. I'd, I'd never thought about that, but yeah. He could, yeah, yeah. He, it's. I think the reason he's just so disfigured that sometimes we, right, we think he's older, you know, and he's, um, and the guy who plays him in the show, is, yeah, and he's obviously older than Sansa, but just right. how old, you know, um, and that doesn't seem to matter all the time, and you know, right, in uh, in this world, but because um, he does save her, and they have, and the in in the see something the show does differently in the show, it's uh, Peter Baelish who tells her about how the Hound got his scars, yeah. In the book, it's the Hound, yep, it that is. tells her, yeah. And he kind of protects her. He also stops her from killing Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mostly to kind of save her. Yeah, yeah, he does. He he has two. F- I mean, it's it's funny because his face is burned. He has two faces. He's like you know two, he's mean? like Two Face from Batman. Yeah, kind I mean, of. He, yeah. He, well, yeah. He, he literally will. You know, when in front of Joffrey, you know, he he knows how to act and play it up, right. and then he drops his facade, and he can kind of you know talk to Sansa and Tyrion and give them good solid advice, like you know. The little, you know, princeling will, will remember that, you know, Lord Tyrion, you know, kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. He seems pretty – he's one of those guys who, like uh, – like, we go back to the to the butcher's boy conversation. I really do kind of believe, like, he doesn't care what you think. Right. You know, he you, you think what you want to think. You can think I killed him. Cool, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and worry about correcting everyone and their little rumors and their right. games and stuff like that. So, yeah. people think Fuck I did the these king. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he says, you know. So uh, I don't know. That's why I like him so much, and I wouldn't mind if he got with Sansa. Sure. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. So I mean, maybe he saves her again. Yeah, maybe he might. Maybe, maybe he saves her again, and then it's kind of almost kind of this, you know, like uh, I don't know. I mean, Beast gets, you know, what's her name? Uh, got Bell. Bell. <laughs> Just trying to get with Beast. Man. I know, man. You know? Bit, yeah. I mean, come on, it can happen. All right. Uh, so are we on to our next Raven now? That the yep the, the ghost the ghost of Harrenhal here. All right, this is our, this is our last one for this, this week. This is too. um some some good stuff here. So uh, the title of this is she knows things she has no business knowing, and sometimes she'll tell you uh, if she likes the look of you. All right. So since that's, that's the kind title, of a two parter here. Yeah, and I think since that's the title, um, perhaps we should jump into the second one. Since I just read the title. Yeah. Is it cool? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just think the second one's. I mean, they're both great. I just like the second one better. Okay, well, I'll read the first one then. Let's do the first one. Okay, cool. All right. We're, so so the ghost always sends us, you know, a couple of different um, snippets here. So let's see. Uh, in A Dance of Dragons, we've got John 3. Um, spearmen at each gate knuckled their forehead at John Snow, but stared openly at Val. So Val was the, um, this was Dala's um, sister, yeah. and she's a part of Mance Raider's. Kind of horde, you know. And uh, Stannis wants him to 
wants Jon Snow to marry her. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the light of the half moon turned Val's honey blonde hair a pale silver and left her cheeks as white as snow. Mm -hmm. Let me read that again. The light of the moon, of the half moon, turned Val's honey blonde hair a pale silver and left her cheeks as white as snow. Um, So the ghost goes on to say, just a snippet of Val uh, dragging to be propaganda. (laughs) Uh, She also wears all white frequently, which is true. Uh, possibly a connection to Weirwood, Old God's connection, uh, and is newly widowed after Jal fell from the wall. So, um, yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stannis sees her value as well as John. Her sister Dala dies in childbirth, which is a very common uh, thing with Targaryens. She's a warrior of the Free Folk and accomplished um, uh, in negotiations with Tormund uh, yeah. She's single handedly. Hmm? She's Mance's wife. Who? Val is. Uh, Dala is. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. It says she, it says she, she is a sister of Dala, comma, the wife of Mansra. Yes, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, let's see, she left. Oh, so at one point when she's down, uh, you know, she's come south of the wall, she actually, um, le- she left Castle Black with half with her half-blind horse going north of the wall and returned where so many crows have not. Uh, she says herself, um, she says to herself, or of herself, that she knows the land well, and it holds no ghosts for her. Uh, to me, she's more than a wildling, but who is she? Mm-hmm. So she definitely is more than a wildling. That, that I think, is... Hey, here's is some quotes. Uh, so she's talking to Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. I am no southern lady, but a woman of the free folk. I know the forest better than all your black-cloaked rangers. It holds no ghosts for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my question is, you know, is she someone who you have more quotes there? Uh, yeah, Lord Crow is welcome to steal into my bed uh, any night he dares. Once he's uh, been uh, gleed, uh, keep keeping those vows um, will come much easier <laughs> for him. <laughs> so once she takes his manhood, then mm-hmm. uh, it'd be easy to keep those vows. Here's the thing with her, guys. I'll just go ahead and say it, Sir Matt. I'll go ahead and say it. She's hot. Oh, she is. That's how she's described. She's, she she is, is gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she does kind of look like, you know, in a Targaryen. in li- in certain light, you know, her eyes can have that shifty, purplish color. Um, you yeah. Know, Val her- did not need to smile. She would have turned men's heads in any court in the world wide. Thoughts of Jon Snow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not sure about her eyes. I just said that. And I'm not so sure. I, I, do we have a description, a physical description of her? I know uh, that her hair. A physical description. Yeah, this is Axel Florent. Uh, a noble girl, I hear, and not hard to look upon. Good hips, good breast, well made for well pinch. <laughs> oh, you mean her fit? Uh, like uh, other. Okay, oh, okay gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Val is a beautiful woman with blonde hair, the color of dark honey, and um, reaching to her waist. Uh, she sometimes wears it in a gold braid across her shoulder. Um, pale. Uh, her eyes, which appeal, which appear pale gray or blue. Okay, so they got that. Okay, yeah, and, and but remember, where she's at yeah. is that she's up north, where everything is like white, and yeah. what that would do to the color. Because yeah. we know when they're talking about young Griff Aegon, absolutely, is that well, the because he dyes his hair blue, it makes his eyes look more blue than violet. Yeah, yep. Well, and she often wears, you know, um, those grays and that white. Color, right. you know, as the ghost is mentioning, that connection to possibly werewoods, um, you know, and old gods, you know, um, there. So, 
But she's yeah. an interesting character. So, Sir Matt, the question is, who do you think she is? Rainey's Targaryen. What? <laughs> no, what? I mean, it's possible. I mean, Mance Raider could be Rhaegar. <laughs> there could be a lot going on there. Yeah, and we just went over that like a couple weeks ago that, you know, Gur said that she is truly dead. But um, we have to look at, does it say how old Val is? No. It doesn't say when she was born? No, unfortunately not. Are there estimates? Sometimes people estimate, you know, um, whether she's older or younger than Jon Snow. Well, do we know, here's the thing, do we know when Dala was born? Is she the younger sister of Dala? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Dala, uh, doesn't, we don't know when Dala was. Yeah, not much is known about those about those two. Um, and, and here's my thought on it. I actually think you have to go, you have to, you'd honestly have to dive into a lot of Mance Raider, you know, theories and, and, and uh, who is he? Is he just some crow right. who went north and you know took off his black cloak and? There's definitely something persuasive. more to him. There's way that. more to him. He's singing whether know, he is. He's singing Dornishman's wife songs and he's right. I think there's master. I think there's more, a bigger a bigger claim of him being Arthur Dane than there is a bigger than him being um, Rhaegar Raider or yeah Rhaegar for those yeah. for the for those for those kind of theories. Yeah, so you'd have to really kind of determine which one you're you're going with there. But could Val have been one of the you know, is, is her sister actually Dala, or are they just raised as sisters? Was she, you know, as an infant taken beyond the wall and raised north of the wall, so she believes she's not a southern lady, uh, but she's a, you know, a, a wildling princess, you know, type of mm-hmm. thing? Um, there's definitely a lot more to her, and she knows her way around um, the haunted forest very well, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and is and is accomplished, and you know, so. Yeah, I don't know. She she kind of reminds me um, sometimes in her description, like, um, oh, what's her name? I just lost her name. Uh, Blood Raven's sister, who he loves. Uh, Shara Seastar. There you go. And uh, just in her beauty, right? And just the way she's kind of described and things. You got more there? You looking? Oh uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Reddit here, seeing what people some just oh, some boy. comments. This guy actually has a really good uh, point here. This is from three years ago. Uh, uh, Lady Volpoint. Volpont. Okay. Um, and, and the original th- uh, thread was um, any vile theories out there? When I realized that she uses the proper my lord, uh, started looking back to see <laughs> what else might allude to her being a more important character than I'd assumed. Here are a few things. She's said to be more uh, as beautiful as any woman of noble birth. They call her wildling princess when she's no longer part of a royal family. Uh, perhaps only a continuity error, but her eyes go from gray when she wears gray to blue when she wears white. Maybe she's a simple character, but it seems there's something more there. Um, this person says, I think her main purpose is an anti-Dario character in the sense that John has the willpower to resist her, whereas Dan Daenerys uh, can't resist Dario. Maybe the next time John meets her, she'll be in a relationship with possibly Tormund's son. And the moment will be gone forever. It's kind of a bittersweet moment because John thinks about. Remember, he's thinking about this too. Is that Stannis offers him to be, you know, John Stark, King, uh, you know, Lord of Winterfell, and he turns it down. Yeah, you're right. Right. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Wow. This is. There's so much. I'm. I'm. Uh, Should have looked up more of this before we started. But yeah, I don't know. She's an interesting character, and, and to me. Uh, you know, I think she could be someone who has taken, you know, beyond the wall. But mm-hmm. she also could just be a wildling princess too. You know, sometimes we we try to stretch it a bit too far. But uh, you know, she does speak a little differently. She she talks more, you know, formally. She has, um, and, and all of that could have been from 
you know, her parents. Do we know much about her parents? No. Uh, we know that she's been around Mance. And if we believe that Mance is someone who is teaching and educating possibly his wife and her sister, you know, then there you go. There's the education you might need. Um, although it says that Mance kind of comes across them when they are, uh, I forget how, how old they were when he comes across his wife and things. What'd you read? I can see it in your eye. Something happened. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking. So I'm gonna read this, and then this actually doesn't. It just caused it just caused me to think about something. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, this guy's responding to the main the main thread here. You brought up a whole uh, bunch of things, but the one thing in common is John does not know. That's his common saying, right? Yeah. He did capture Val. Strictly speaking, she is John's to dispose of already. The weirwood bro- uh, brooch is an extremely rare item and unheard of among wildlings. Wildlings did not give John gifts. Those items uh, were terms of their surrender and required for his protection. They swore loyalty to Lord Crow, not the Night's Watch, until spring. The wildlings of Moltau, uh, the wildlings of Molestown that came back to the wall swore to obey him personally. All wildlings at the wall have accepted his food, salt, and shelter and are thus under his protection, uh, I guess by rights, but they are also required to defend him as long as they remain under his roof. Jon Snow, Jon Snow does not notice any of their of these things. He is their king until he um but he do, uh, until spring, but he does not know. It. And I was just thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is almost so. Think here. Here we go. We keep thinking that well, it's always going to be John and Daenerys. Well, what if it's not just John and Daenerys? <laughs> okay, because let's say that John. It, 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 let's say that the dragons that come back. You know, a lot of people believe that um, Drogon is Balerion, like kind of re reborn, inc- reborn. Sure. Well, what if John is Aegon the Conqueror? Reborn, not necessarily Azor High. Maybe you know, maybe Aegon the Conqueror is who is a reborn version of the Azor High. How there's the idea that there is these brands that are reborn. Well, what's to say John can't have more than one wife? Okay, because think about this for a second. So you would have Daenerys, who does seem she seems mostly more like Aegon of them, but she seems far less like. Um, uh, Rainy or yeah, uh, what's her name? Visenya. She seems more like Visenya, Targaryen, and not, and not like and not like Rainy's. Not like Rainy's. Yeah. Whereas Val could could be represent Rainy's because yeah. she is of the free folk. Gotcha. Right. Free spirit. And, and yeah. he, right. And maybe I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Just Interesting. Saying. Yeah, I, I like know. it. I like it. Honestly, I'd love to hear. You know, here's here's the first uh, discussion in the group. You know what I mean? Here's the theory. Let's say, I mean, what if we, we talk about maybe she had is that you know, people, some people think, oh, it's Mira Reed. What if it's what if there are there's a big theory about that? Um, and I believe Order of the Green Hand actually just did one. Is Val John's twin sister? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard I've that. seen yeah. that. And I've, other people have done it as well, because the idea of, well, if Mance Raider is, say, someone like Arthur Dane, wouldn't it make sense Where's where's the safest place in the world? If you're going north, why are they? Why would they be going north in the first place? Maybe we know that Mance can climb the wall, so maybe he does climb the wall to keep eyes on Jon Snow, make mm-hmm. sure he's doing he's doing well, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. would which would give more sense into this idea that Mance is someone else. 
Um, and he, oh, he, she's just Dala's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. She's just Dala's sister. Well, maybe you're just protecting her by saying it's Dala's sister. Maybe it's actually Rhaegar's yeah. daughter, and you hid her, hid her as well. Yeah, yeah, and I get you. Yeah, it would go back. Yeah, so well. that would make that would make John that would make John, Daenerys, and Val all Targaryens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just rabbit hole on it here. No, yeah, it's a fine rabbit hole to go to. Because the other thing I was thinking was, um, you know, when Eddard says that he might have to go north to face the king beyond the wall, this man's yeah. raider. You know that when I hear that now, it's like, does he does he know who Mance Raider is? From that quote, you think he doesn't really know who Mance Raider could be. Maybe he knows Sir Arthur Dane. I'm just going back. We're, right. we're going off the idea, the premise that Sir Arthur Dane is Mance Raider and lived right. on or whatever. And maybe you know. Eddard isn't supposed to know where he's at or where he went, so you know he just happens to go beyond the wall, and there's that. I don't know. I was just thinking with you there for a sec about yeah. uh, about why Eddard wouldn't know. Right? Why wouldn't he know that? Uh, yeah. Because I because what I, I I've been thinking a lot more about the I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Yeah. Because it is bizarre that the only two characters who say that are Mance Raider and Arthur Dane. Hmm. Because Arthur Dane telling Eddard Stark, I wish you and this is the show. This is <laughs> the sh- this is the show. I know, I know. This is the show. But the show does incorporate there if you go back, there are a lot of things that I mean you get I guess you could say they're they're talking about the um you know, the the series in, in a whole. But I mm-hmm. think that there are moments in the show where they specifically like say things that you would only know if you read the books. Well, I also yet And be- sometimes and sometimes as we've talked the uh, the extended features in the show yep. where they do the stories actually sometimes create continuity errors because the show has a different somewhat you know continuity than the books mm-hmm. and those specifically reference the books. So I definitely think that there are moments and that one is just so bizarre because there's only two characters who say it. Why would Arthur Dane tell Eddard Stark, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come? Because he really does. Now, Mance Raider saying it makes a lot of sense because he knows the White Walkers are coming. Mm-hmm. But he, he is a character who says it twice. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Why does, why does Sir Arthur Dane say that if he doesn't... Does he not believe he's going to win? Does, does he intend to lose? Does he intend know. to kill everyone, you know, and then spare Ned and then yeah. tell him the true story or whatever? You know, uh, one thing I'll mention that you, you'd kind of hit on, the show, I think sometimes they have been given nuggets. And I think they're being... Trying to be subtle. Right. And they're not making it a. I mean, we made that connection. Fans were like, "Right, there it is." You know, these two characters say it. Why are they in different parts of the world saying it? Different times saying it. You know, could they be the same person? So we made that connection. But I wonder if that was something that was a nugget that they're kind of teasing laying, what's going to happen. They're in laying the books. it down. Yeah, something that could happen in the books, or that could even happen later in the series, etc. I don't know. So it's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. On to the second part. Yeah, just, that was good. Thought. I have more thoughts. I have about, I have more thoughts on that too. But more. here's where I would love to have that discussion on Facebook in the group. Absolutely. Okay. I want I want to start the thread and I want to talk about it and I want to see. What people I don't think. think it's a big. I think I, I I'm just gonna say it. I know I just kind of pieced it together there, but I think it's a really good theory. I think it is. It's, yeah. So let's let us know what you think of of Sir Matt's thoughts and you know and some of these. There's a lot idea. to go there. Arthur Dane would have to be Mance Raider. Val would have to be a second. Kid of, but you, you'd have to believe that of Rhaegar. You'd have to believe that, that Rhaegar then was the Rhaegar father to Jon Snow. Yeah, so because so you got to yeah, 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 yeah. R plus L would have to equal J. Yeah, 
and then Arthur Dane would still have to be alive, take not just Jon Snow, but also Val north yeah. of the wall, and Val would also have to be his. Be crazy. Wouldn't that throw a wrench, though, in Rhaegar's plans if he had, you know, twins instead of... Maybe not. No, I'm just saying, like, like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's thinking, you know, that he's going to have... Maybe he knows, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Because Daenerys wasn't born yet. So maybe his plan, though, was to have three kids. Or maybe he, maybe his plan was to have one kid with... Um, Liana. Liana, which yeah. could still totally be the case. Yeah. And then the three heads of the dragon could be, uh, you know, could still be Tyrion, John, to Daenerys, if that is a thing, or Aegon, Daenerys, and John. There's a lot of possible. There's so many. There's I, so many. I don't even really pay much. But attention. let's. But yeah. let's. But it could also be John, Val, and Danny. Mm-hmm. Just how the gods decide it. I'm gonna yeah. be real honest with you for a second. You think okay. it's total BS? I think the three heads of the dragon thing is just nonsense. Yeah. I I don't because I it's it's too because that because the other thing is that would imply why does there have to be three heads of the dragon that would imply that Azor High was a Targaryen or something yeah and, it, well, and yeah I mean, and kinda... the Targaryen banner that is the one thing I've always the Targaryen the three heads of the dragon didn't Aegon correct me if I'm wrong but I thought that we read in a World of Ice and Fire a couple of weeks ago that Aegon just created that banner like up like it didn't exist it did. he just created it because there were three of them and they all had dragons that's exactly right. So the whole three heads of the dragon business never existed until Aegon's conquest, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know where it comes from. Where it comes from, really? Exactly. I I get people have tried to fit three people. It seems like the it seems like a cool like something that would be prophesied that three people would come together and be the three heads right. of the dragon and and so on. But I, yeah, to me, it just that there's so many different people that it could be. Now you've got people speculating. Maybe the other thing is. Do we know specifically that it was the Azor High prophecy? That's what I was going to say earlier. That's why earlier I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. It could just be I, that Rhaegar was trying to reawake dragons, and he's like, "Well, yeah. I need we need three heads to do it." Yeah, I yeah, po- uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there was some you know foresight in yeah. seeing the three heads of the dragon could just be Daenerys's three dragons. Yeah, there you go. You know, or he, he or he sees he needs three dragon riders. You know what I mean? Right. He doesn't really, you know, things are always kind of muddied, you know, muddied or, or or whatnot. You know, maybe maybe he saw something or heard something from Summerhall that there were these three eggs that were taken. You know, if if egg and dunk did survive and something worked, you know, and they took it over to Essos and hid the eggs for right. some something that they foresaw. Who knows? That's right. a story that Gur is going to tell eventually. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's move into something else, though. So, okay. Uh, Ghost really took us on a tangent there. Um, well, we're about to go on a bigger tangent. Here. Yeah, even bigger one now. So, Arya three, a storm of swords. Um, so this is a bit here from the um, uh, from that actual chapter, and uh, wow, that is upsetting. Sir Ezra's getting a uh, I'm getting we're blown up here. Weirwood, actually. Weirwood Network here. Thanks for the call. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't mm-hmm. it be cool if I could bring somebody on live? I could, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So, Arya 3, A Storm of Swords. Atop a high place called High Heart, a hill so lofty that from atop it, Arya felt as though she could see half the world. Around its brow stood a ring of huge, pale stumps, all that remained of a circle of once mighty werewoods. So, um, she's traveling with the Brotherhood Without Banners, and mm-hmm. uh, she comes ac- across a place called High Heart. Um, there were 31. High Heart had been, a, had been sacred to the children of the forest, and some of their magic lingered here still. 
Tom Seven Strings told her no harm can ever come to those uh, as sleep here. Uh, a tiny little woman. So now we move on just a bit here. Uh, a foot shorter than Aria, which is, that's pretty short, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and older than old Nan. How can that be, right? Older than old Nan, all stooped and wrinkled and leaning on a gnarled black cane. Her white hair was so long it came almost to the ground. When the wind gusted, it blew about her head in a fine cloud. Her flesh was whiter um, than the color of milk, and it seemed to Arya that her eyes were red, though it was hard to tell from the bushes. The old gods stir and will not let me sleep, she heard the the old woman say. I dreamt I saw a shadow with a burning heart butchering a golden stag. I dreamt of a man without a face waiting on a bridge that swayed and swung. On his shoulder perched a drowned crow with seaweed hanging from his wings. I dreamt of a roaring roaring river and a woman that was a fish. Dead she drifted with red tears on her cheeks. But when her eyes did open, oh, I woke from terror. And uh, so I'll just go ahead and read here what the ghost has and we'll let Sir Matt uh, take us down a rabbit hole. Uh, Many moons ago I mentioned an old uh, dreamer I mistakenly thought... uh, was of Hoster Tully's uh, brood, but now I believe this red-eyed, green-seeing, white-haired woman to be Melissa Blackwood. Yeah. Mother of Brendan Rivers. I see too many commonalities to ignore it, and it seems High Heart has given her long life like her son. For her dreams, she requests Tom Seven Strings to play her a song, but she always makes him sing the same song. Who used to make such a beautiful melody for her that she requests this sweet song from the Brotherhood? Um, so there we go. That's uh, that, that that that's where we're at. Melissa Blackwood, the ghost of High Heart. What do you mm-hmm. think, Sir Matt? Um, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I'm going to read some stuff here about the ghost of High Heart. Uh, the ghost of High Heart. This is Aria, I believe. Kind of some people kind of meet her, and and some other people kind of read her. Mm-hmm. This is the ghost of High Heart to Tom Lem and Greenbeard. The old gods stir and will not let me sleep. I dreamt I saw a shadow with a burning heart butchering a golden stag. I believe that is um, Renly Baratheon being killed. Mm -hmm. I dreamt a man without a face waiting on a bridge that swayed and swung. Over his shoulder perched a drowned crow with seaweed hanging from his winds. The death of Balon Greyjoy. I dreamt of a roaring river and a woman that was a fish. I believe that is uh, Catelyn Stark. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, go ahead, as uh, back to Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Uh, dead, she drifted with red tears on her cheeks. But when her eyes did open, oh, I woke from terror. All I dreamt, uh, the, all all this I dreamt and more. This is her to Beric Dendarian and Thoris of Mir. I dreamt a wolf howling in the rain, but no one heard his grief. I dreamt such a clangor, I thought my head might burst drums and horns and pipes and screams, but the saddest sound was the little bells. What is? I don't know what which one that one is. Read it again. What was it? I dreamt such a clangor, I thought my head might burst drums and horns and pipes and screams, but the saddest sound was the little bells. Is that Patchface? Oh, could the, be. I don't know. The- um, I dreamt of a maid at a feast with purple serpents in her hair. Venom dripping from the fangs, and later I dreamt that maid again, slaying a savage giant in a castle built of snow. Mm-hmm. Sansa, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then um, 
the ghost of high heart to Arya. I see you. I see you, wolf child, blood child. I thought it was the Lord who smelled of death. You are cruel to come to my hill. Cruel. I gorged on grief at Summer Hall. I need none of yours. Be gone from here. Dark heart, be gone. And Thoris of Mir to Arya talking about her. She has her own way of knowing things, that one. The weirwoods whisper in her ear when she sleeps. Hmm. Oh boy. Let me see. So that's interesting. So so who do we think now hold on a second. So here's what we know about Melissa Blackwood. Now Melissa Blackwood is a Blackwood. Their sigil is a black weirwood on a field of red with a bunch of uh ravens around it. Um uh Melissa Blackwood, nicknamed Missy, was a member of House Blackwood during the reign of Aegon the Fourth Targaryen. She was the sixth of Aegon's nine mistresses and the best loved one of them. She is also Brendan Rivers' mom. Um, in A Dance of Dragons, Hoster Blackwood tells Sir Jamie that the God's Wood of Raven Tree Hall contains a statue of Lady Melissa, whom Hoster claims was much more beautiful than Barbara Bracken, uh, who is uh, Blood Ra- or Bittersteel's right. mom. Hoster also tells Jamie the story of why the Blackens and Brackwoods call the Teats different names. Um what we know about her, um, Lord Bracken, with the help of his daughter Barbara, groomed his younger daughter Lady Bethany to replace Melissa in 177. King Aegon visited the Stonehenge to see his bastard son by Barbara, Agor Rivers, and Bethany caught his eye and returned with him to King's Landing. So we don't know how she dies. Right, how, how uh, Melissa Blackwood dies? Yeah, we just know that eventually Aegon IV you know, got tired and moved on. Can can you look up real quick, like uh, on your like House Smallwood, and see how like if there's any connection to House Smallwood and uh, the Blackwoods? Um, just wondering here because you know right, right after that they are you know greeted by Lady Smallwood and they're welcomed you know into her halls, uh, which is interesting. So um, I have House Smallwood pulled up here. House uh, Lord. Uh, Miles Smallwood once served his hand to the king during the first Blackfire Rebellion. The Smallwood supported the Targaryens. Um, Lord Smallwood, who was uh, acquainted with Sir Kyle the Cat, <laughs> traveled to the White Walls to take part oh, in the White wow. Walls tourney. His neck broke his wrist during the tourney. Damon Blackfire issued commands to Lord Smallwood during the tourney. He suggested he was aware of the second Blackfire Rebellion. Wow, so he fought mm-hmm. for the Targaryens and then kind of turned, I guess. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, during a storm of swords, during the fight at the fist, uh, Thorin is killed by a white bear. Um, a feast for crows. Sir Jamie Lannister spots the banner of House Smallwood among those on the River Lords who have bent the knee and now aid, aid House Lannister at, at the siege of River. And that's about all we have. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, so this ghost here, right? The, the the old god stir and will not let us sleep. Let's see. What else does she say? Um, Arya actually asked the next morning, you know, was she a ghost? Uh, and then, uh, I believe Tom says, do ghosts complain of how their joints creak? No, she's an old dwarf woman, a queer one though, and evil eyed, but she knows things, as you said, she has no business knowing. And sometimes she'll tell you if she likes the look of you, mm-hmm. as you were talking about there just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that is interesting. Kind of comes and goes, uh, doesn't she? She asked Tom to sing that song. The singer, um... Arya says, did she like the look of you? 
The singer laughed. Uh, the sound of me, at least. She always makes me sing the same bloody song, though. Not a bad song, mind you, but I know others just as good. He shook his head. What matters is we have the scent now. We'll soon be seeing Thoros and the Lightning Lord. So they're on their way uh, to find the hiding place of the Brotherhood Without Banners. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. This is interesting. I uh, have never really tried to make the connection to Melissa Blackwood. Neither know? have I. Um, looking on the Reddit here, uh, nothing. I don't see anybody saying that it could be well, Melissa all, Blackwood. All of the connections to werewoods, you know, the the, the symbolism, right. like the the, you know, her flesh was whiter than the color of milk. You know, um, her eyes are red. You know, um, that that all kind of you know could hit towards, um, you know, the idea that she represents. She's somehow connected to the werewoods. Um. Huh. Let's see. I'm trying to find that line here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think that's here's, all. I here's can... a, yeah. Here's here's just some other things. Um. Let's see here. Nay, you're not. The blackfish holds the river now. Uh, if it's the mother you want, seek her at the twins for their for there to be a wedding. Look into your fires, pink priest, and you will see. Not now, though. Not here. You will see nothing here. This place belongs to the old gods still. They linger here as they do. Shrunken and feeble, but not yet dead. Nor do they love the flames, for oak recalls the acorn. The acorn dreams of the oak. The stump lives in them both, and they remember when the first men came with fire in their fists. This guy is saying straightforward. Here, I think Catlin isn't at River Run. Brandon Tully was named Castilian Edmer's wedding at the Twins. High Heart is the domain of the old gods. Still denying R'hllor power here. Um, this just says, I'll have my payment now. I'll have the song you promised me. Oh, I, my Jenny's song. Is there another? Here's another part of the old woman that confuses me, this person's saying. I'm assuming the song is Jenny of Old Stones, but that doesn't jibe with her gorging on grief at Summerhall. Again, assuming she was somehow related to the uh, Mud's old kinds of the Riverlands as the Old Stones was their seat. Yeah, because for her to be Melissa Blackwood, well, she could still be alive. What we say? She had to be like 150 years old. She had to be 150 years old. She had to be around there. She had to be crazy old. But old Nan, we know, could be potentially be that old. Well, I mean, Arya says she's older than old Nan. You know, I mean, that's right. Old Nan is believed to be the oldest person in the Seven Kingdoms. So let's just let's say, say, for example, that she could be 150 years old. Let's just let's just let's just roll with that real quick. Okay. Um. So she could be. Melissa Blackwood, because if she is talking about her her Jenny's song, Jenny of Old Stones, is who Duncan Targaryen marries. Remember Duncan Targaryen? Yeah, um, marries for love. Marries for love, and he marries Jenny of Old Stones, who a lot of people believe is like a sorcerer or a sorceress. Excuse me, mm-hmm. she's she's weird. She's into this kind of stuff. So that's kind of a connection, and that would give her grief at Summerhall if she survived. Wait a second. Okay. In that World of Ice and Fire book, doesn't doesn't uh, Jenny of Oldstones mistakenly they say mistakenly call that dwarf woman who looks who's this the the description is the same she mistakenly the, the maester says calls her a uh, child of the forest or one of the children Ooh. and remember remember you, do you remember what I'm talking about you remember yeah um, it's, it's in the egg chapter I've... yeah. It, it, it it's just, in the eight chapters. It, it? it just hit me. I, I remembered them as I just listened to it today. They were talking about. Or how, is it Melissa Blackwood who says it? Uh, no, no, no. They're talking. It's it's an eggs chapter. They're talking about Dunk, uh, Duncan Targaryen, and he married Jenny of Oldstones. And Jenny of Oldstones was 
to some people kind of weird and right. she's she's a commoner right and uh but she is either traveling with or knew or you know the maester says mistakenly called like well a, and remember a white dwarf so egg on the fifth marries lady betha blackwood mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so there's there's kind of a a thing there here his eldest son okay here we go Storm's End, Duncan, Enamor Strange, Jenny of Old Stones, and 239 AC. So we looked it up, and um, Melissa Blackwood is born in like 150-ish, 160, somewhere around there. Something, yeah. So 239, so 15 to 23, what would that be? 80, 5, five plus, what's, I I'm bad at math here. Somebody's like, wow, you guys are terrible. Um. Yeah, I'm looking for that here about Jenny of Oldstones. Yeah, here we go. Jenny of Oldstones was accompanied to court by a dwarfish albino woman who is reputed to be a woods witch in the Riverlands. Mm-hmm. Lady Jenny herself claimed in her ignorance that she was a child of the forest. That's it. That's ignorance. All, that's yeah. all it says. So what was the first part again? She traveled. Jenny of Oldstones was accompanied to court by a dwarfish albino woman who was reputed to be a woods witch in the Riverlands. Okay, so, and then they mentioned that the ghost of Highheart here right. is someone who has red eyes, albino looking, you know, um, and, and so on. So, uh, right before that, actually, it says the small folk, this is back in Arya, uh, Storm of Swords, small folk here about shun the place, Tom told her. It was said to be haunted by ghosts of the children of the forest who had died here when the Andal King, um, um, uh, er, Ereg, the king, the the kinsla- Ereg, Ereg, yeah, yeah. The, the the kinslayer had cut down their grove. Um, so and then Arya goes on to you know just thinking back about the children and whatnot. So yeah, it, I don't know. Interesting. Is there a connection? I mean, that sounds oddly. That sounds oddly similar. Is there a connection to the Blackwood family? Yeah, for sure. But is there a Melissa Blackwood connection there? Yeah. yeah, the Melissa Blackwood connection, I don't know. But well, I'm definitely starting to see this Jenny of Oldstones here and this mm-hmm. dwar- and Ghost of High Heart. That sounds like it's the same person. Same person. That sounds it? real. Yeah. That sounds real I, convincing. Yeah, I know. So that, that hit me. Yeah, okay. So that could be. Right. Because a big theory of a big theory about old Nan is that she could be Lady Weber. And we know Lady Weber was already short, which would also explain why. Sure. But I don't. We don't know that but, Melissa Blackwood was like a but dwarfish j- albino. Yeah. But somehow no. over time, maybe through magic. Yeah, but but for sure. Now I I love the connection we just made here, and that. Oh, that um, seems legit. That's legit. That's that, legit. This yeah. Is, this is the same person who traveled with Jenny of Oldstones. Especially she's saying my Jenny's song. Yeah, and the idea that we believe Jenny might have died and perished at Summerhall. Um, with when Aegon was there, right? You know, with, with his with his uh family, you know, trying to do what he was doing, yeah, with the dragon. Because Duncan would have been there, yeah, Prince Duncan, yeah, yeah, Prince Duncan would have been there. So he abdicated the throne to Jaehaerys, his younger brother, but still he's a prince running around, you know, doing right. his thing with Jenny. Uh, she's there at court, so right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very. Well, that's interesting. a legit connection. <laughs> that's yeah. a legit connection. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm, I'm, I'm saying that one's legit. That's, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's other got people, my stamp of approval on it. There, <laughs> other people have come to. I'm sure. That, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. There's yeah. a Reddit thread out there where somebody has come to that. But uh, yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. I'm glad that the ghost led us uh, down that path today. Got a chance to 
look into that. There's always so much more to go research and look up, uh, you know. But I like the idea that that the werewoods there, uh, something it being a sacred place and extending life, mm-hmm. you know. So that that was a I think a good um, snidbit with the Melissa Blackwood, you know, connection. And her son is obviously well. I mean, we life know is being prolonged. Clearly, Melissa. I mean, in the show. We yeah. don't. We don't know that. I mean, I would. I'm going to assume that it ends up being the same in the books. That Melisandre is glamoring herself and is like really super yeah. old. Yeah. Um. There are tons of hilarious memes I about know. that. Where it's like the night is dark and full of terrors. It and sure like, is. It's like there's like Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning type yeah. type <laughs> jokes, like which are just you know ridiculous. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. So I definitely think that there that I'm gonna I'm think that's how Melisandre is going to work. We know Melisandre is also crazy old. So a lot of people think that Melisandre could be Jenny of Old Stones. That's a big theory. Interesting. That's a theory I'm kind of a believer in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. A lot there. A lot to take in. Um, So now we've got two threads. We've got Val and we've got uh, the Ghost of High Heart, which I know that's actually been a question for quite some time. People have talked a lot about the Ghost of High Heart, and I think... um, I don't know. believe she's Maggie the Frog. Some there's I've seen some people say, "Oh, there's connection there." That they're the same, yeah. That they're the same. No, because Maggie the Frog, um, I believe, is over in like the Westerlands. Hmm. That's where you, Cersei runs into her. You yeah. know, um, we've never really talked about like like well, maybe we have the the idea that children of the forest could have you know bred with you know people, m- yeah, men, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the first men or what have you, and that could be you know um, the offspring of of that yeah. type of uh, you know union. So. And it's just interesting. So, okay, I think that's it for Ravens this week, Sir mm-hmm. Matt. Is that right? That's it, guys. So, last big push here. Well, we want you to join the Facebook page. We want you to come over, like the page. Um, we'd love for you to, to to dive into into the group. You know, we're not perfect, Sir Matt and I. As you can clearly see there, um, we just dove into the book ourselves, and we're trying to look around and and stuff. Um, right. There's so much prep to do for, for these, and we never do enough. Uh, there's no way. Yeah. There's just there's just no way. To we'd do never that. get. We'd never. We would, we would never, never get able to record the episode yeah. if we. And I kind of like it because I kind of I I kind of like and this this what I like about the way we do it is that it forces us to read throughout the week just just study up on Everything. characters yeah because we never we know what we're gonna we, get yeah we never know what we're gonna get and honestly a lot of times we get like we actually got a raven while we were recording really yeah we actually nice. get, we actually just got a new patron a new a new patron and, oh, and, he, sweet. and he, he sent us something um but I think it's gonna take a little research. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 gonna oh, it's gonna it's gonna take a little research. Great. So, uh, but hey, the, you know, and he fly, and he also said you don't have to mention this on the show. Oh well, we're mentioning. Well, we're, you know, we're gonna. How do you know? Who, how did you know we were we were recording right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. So, uh, shout out to him. Um, but you know, here, here's what would help us. Honestly, you know, um, we get private messages from a lot of you guys. Sir Matt is constantly private messaging. You know, different right. people. I'm talking to people on Patreon, on Instagram, Gmail, the whole and stuff yeah. like that. But if everyone could see those conversations. And that's the, what that's the what the group, group is, is for. Yeah. yeah. So everyone could see those back and forth conversations. It and that's another be... thing. It, we, 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 once we have the group going, which we, we just launched it, um, if there's something we see that like is like a big thread, we'll yeah. like guys, we'll that, hey, we'll we'll talk about it. Consider that a raven. We will be talking yeah. about that, you know, in the show. So um, you guys educate and it'll us allow and... it'll allow us to follow up because sometimes we just get ravens and people are like, hey, you guys are talking about this. this is kind of my thoughts on it talk about it in the group and then that makes it easier for us hey like we can look and say you know what this guy made a really good point Mm -hmm. yeah and then we can and then we can do it and that's another way too if you don't feel like you have the time to come up with a big theory um and with the ravens some people send us three like three sentences hey here's my thought 
some people like ghosts and Lord Adam Parker and Regine right. send us, I mean, like, yeah. you know, like essays. I know. So, you know, like, yeah. So it's up to you. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and we also wanted to mention, I know we talked before we started tonight, uh, Sir Matt and I were, were going to say that, you know, if you've out, if you're out there and you've been like, ah, you know, they, they get they get a lot of ravens, they're probably not going to read mine or, or what have Send you. Them. If we get someone who we haven't seen before, mm-hmm. we typically will look at that and say, like, hey, we've read, you know, you know, five to ten ravens from so and so. Let's let's read this guy's raven. And a lot of times oh. you could say, well, maybe they've they've already talked about that. Uh, there's been times where we get like three ravens like in one week that are all about the same thing and so then it's actually kind of cool so we can kind of talk like this person's saying this this person's saying this and this person's saying this so we get to see what are people saying about it yeah and, and your our, our knowledge is always evolving too as right. we as we dive back in and take a second look at everything um you know the world is just so vast and i i love absolutely it. why, why i've fallen in love with, with it and study and i study it religiously you know yeah. so, so. Uh, but uh, yeah. all right guys so again uh send those uh to btk cast uh, at gmail.com, join that Facebook group, um, you know, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. In the words of House Martell, unbowed, unbent. <laughs>